Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to New Heights Educational Group Radio Show. My name is Kaden Behan, your host. Today we're going to be talking about global, the global achievement gap, why America's students are falling behind. Before we begin, like always, we have some announcements. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. So the article begins with, will my child get into a good college? This is a question that keeps high school parents up at night, but in our new global economy, getting a degree is no longer enough to guarantee success. Now parents must also ask themselves, which skills will my child need to get a good job after college? Thanks to growing competition from around the world, students must work harder than ever to stand out from the crowd. The good news is that someone has compiled a list of 21st century skills that companies look for when hiring. For his book, The Global Achievement Gap, Tony Wagner interviewed scores of business leaders and discovered seven key abilities that modern employers prize. The bad news is that our schools are outdated and they don't teach these skills. In a world that runs on innovation and curiosity, our schools still teach to standardize tests. They emphasize memorization and compliance in an era where data is only a smartphone away and today's cutting edge is tomorrow's ancient history. A professor of engineering at Stanford summed up this lesson for me when I asked for advice about teaching high school. With specific math skills, I asked should I, what specific math skills should I emphasize? Her answer surprised me. Americans have always been leaders in my classes. The foreign students might have better math skills, but the American students have had the edge because of their creativity and initiative. But I have to tell you that they're losing that edge. They're becoming less innovative, less curious. If I could tell you anything, it would be to promote critical thinking and ingenuity. So if our students are falling behind, what can parents do to improve their children's education? On a larger scale, we can lobby for school reform, but there are also immediate steps you can take at home to enhance your child's education. Here's a list of Wagner's seven skills and what you can do to improve your child's abilities critical thinking and problem solving. Right now, schools are under tremendous pressure to pass multiple choice tests required by the No Child Left Behind Act. Teachers spend hours on practice questions, helping students memorize facts and test-taking strategies. But the workplace is more complicated than ever and solutions to real-life problems aren't multiple choice. Students need to be comfortable with complexity to see past the present and think about the future, connect the dots. What can you do? Have your child help you figure out real-life problems at home. 
Let him help you assemble a Christmas present, fix a broken light socket, research your summer vacation, or plan a party. When he encounters an obstacle, resist telling him the solution. Instead, help him find ways to analyze the problem and develop solutions. When the, and when the teacher assigns a project, resist the urge to overhelp. He may struggle at first, but over time, he'll develop confidence in himself. Leading by influence. Students today spend most of their time learning alone, but employees are now expected to be involved with multiple team players from various divisions of the company. Students need to learn how to present good ideas to a variety of people. Kids have an amazing lack of preparedness and general leadership skills and collaborative skills, according to Mike Summers of Dell Computers. What can you do? Let your child go into the organization and learn to work with the group. When she has a problem with a teacher, coach, or friend, help her practice what she wants to say, but let her take care of it. Children can't learn to advocate for themselves if the adults in their lives speak for them all the time. Agility and adaptability. In school, there's only one right answer, but in a rapidly changing work world, there's no perfect answer, or if there is one, it's only true for nanosecond. To survive, says Wagner, you need to have flexible, adaptable, and you need to be a flexible, adaptable, and a lifelong learner. What can you do as a parent? Model flexibility when you encounter a change in plans. Don't get upset. Instead, use it as a chance to teach your child how to think on her feet. For instance, if your flight gets canceled, let her help you find a new one. If you get lost, let her use a map or help ask for directions. If your oven breaks on Thanksgiving, help have her help you brainstorm ways to put the turkey on the table. By showing her that the world doesn't end when plans change, you can instill a can-do attitude that will benefit every part of her life. Initiative and entrepreneurship. Corporations have changed dramatically in the past 20 years, says Wagner. They're flattened and no longer top-down. Bosses don't command. Employees are expected to figure things out. Schools, however, continue to use teacher as a boss model, and students are ill-prepared to think beyond the task that has been assigned. What can you do? Let your child develop and follow his own interests. Resist the urge to force him into activities that you choose. Children can endure anything, but they truly blossom when they find an activity they enjoy. Once he's involved, encourage him to show initiative by taking his activity to the next level. Run for an office, manage a fundraiser, or recruit friends. He'll be more motivated when he's doing something he loves. Effective oral and written communication, written conversation. Because most high schools are pressed for time, teachers use their time to talk and students remain silent. Summer says we are routinely surprised by the difficulties some young people have in communication, verbal skills, written skills, presentation skills, and they have difficulty being clear and precise. What can you do? Eat dinner together as a family whenever possible. Interact, bring hot to- bring up hot topics, and have debates. Have your children write thank you notes, read their English essays, and tell them about the sections you really like. Assessing and analyzing data. Students are given limited data in class, a textbook, lecture notes, and perhaps a website. But in the work world, data gushes like water from a fire hydrant. Computers and smartphones are sources of tremendous information but require people to learn to separate the gems from the garbage. What can you do? When your child asks you a question, don't just tell him the answer. Go to the computer together and look things up. Talk to her about what you find. Can you trust this source? Is it reliable? Discuss the makers of good information, the markers of good information. Curiosity and imagination. The number one thing employers look for is the ability to ask good questions. 
It's the way that bright, inquisitive people show their ability to think fast and keep up in today's ever-changing world. The teachers don't have time to encourage a lot of questions, so students learn to keep to themselves. What can you do? Encourage questions, no matter how tired you are. Offer to explore ideas and projects your child is curious about. Let him lead the way. When he finds something he really loves, encourage him to pursue it. Help him do research, get him some supplies, and take him places where he can explore the topic to his heart's content. America's advantage has always been good old Yankee ingenuity and a willingness to make ideas work and figure things out on the fly. With rigorous testing that has come up, come to define our classrooms, students are learning that it's better to stick with the status quo. It's more important than ever for parents to model the qualities that will serve our children well, which is critical thinking, creativity, and effective communication. These are skills that will define the new millennium, and this is the generation that will decide whether or not our country will be able to compete. Additionally, we have another article relating to this uh, topic. It's tips for using rigor, relevance, and relationships to improve student achievement. So on the topic of the achievement, American students are falling behind in particular, as we just talked about in the previous article, and I'll just sum up since it was pretty lengthy, is that we're losing our ability to be innovative and creative thinkers because we're trying so hard to compete with the test scores or literacy scores, math scores of other countries, and eliminating, unfortunately, this creativity in the process. So here's some tips for using rigor, relevance, and relationships to improve our achievement. And this is by Raymond McNulty uh, and Russell Quaglia from the American Association of School Administrators. Closing the achievement gap between groups of students on standardized tests has become a familiar imperative for many educators and politicians. Yet, can students meet high academic standards if they don't believe in their ability to do so? How can they learn if they aren't academically engaged? And how can they set and reach academic goals if they don't see the relevance of learning to their lives? There's some, these are some key questions addressed through a five-year research initiative involving 75 high schools in 10 states. The initiative, known as Model Networks and Policies to Support and Sustain Rigor and Relevance for All Students, is led by the International Center for Leadership and Education, which has enlisted the expertise of the Quaglia Institute for Student Aspirations. These questions came up once again as we observed a teacher in action with his ninth grade algebra one class. He seemed oblivious to the blank stares and doodling of most students because he was so focused on select group of students in front of him. These students were responding in quiz show fashion to his every question, and this went on for 90 minutes. The teacher was knowledgeable about the subject and clearly engaged with his small group of students. As for the other students, however, it was as if they were not there, and this day, this was a day with visitors present. Even more troubling was that the teacher made little eye contact with most of the class. After the visit, we asked about the non-participants, and he responded, responded that the students, that if the students aren't motivated in class, he's not going to waste time on them. He didn't even know their names. I've got a number of students who come here every day ready to learn, and I will not compromise their eagerness to learn, he said. In another class down the hall, we observed a teacher who knew everyone by name. The students and teachers joked and chatted about current events and their favorite movies and sports teams. This, too, was an Algebra 1 class, but we saw no rigor and little relevance to algebra. 
Many students seemed to enjoy the class, while others seemed concerned about whether they were going to learn something about the subject they were supposed to be studying. This teacher knew how to build relationships with students, but did not use the skill to elicit strong academic performances from them. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. One class lacked the relationship aspect of the learning process and other was devoid of rigor and both classes missed the mark on relevance. Yet these elements, rigor, relevance and relationships together provide the hallmark for education today and the three are integrally connected. If one is missing in our teaching practices, we are not doing our best to prepare students for success in school and life. A useful framework to ensure the the inclusion of both rigor and relevance the International Center created the Rigor and Relevance Framework in the early 1900s for teachers to use and examine curriculum plan instruction uh, assessment. The framework consists of four quadrants that reflect these two dimensions of higher standards and student achievement. First, there is a knowledge taxonomy, which describes the increasingly complex ways in which we think. It is based on the six levels of Bloom's taxonomy, knowledge awareness, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, and evaluation. The second dimension is the application model developed by the International Center, which describes five levels of relevant learning, which is knowledge in one discipline, apply the knowledge, apply across disciplines, and apply apply to real-world predictable situations, and apply to real-world unpredictable situations. Relevant learning is interdisciplinary and contextual and requires students to apply core knowledge, concepts, or skills to resolve world problems. Resolve real real world problems. Excuse me. So this is just outlining what the study was, and just giving a little background of what they're trying to test and um, improve. So vital relationships. Well, we've heard for some time the call for rigor and relevance. Now education leaders are adding the third R for relationships. Schools across the country are realizing that rigor and relevance develop most naturally when they are cultivated on firm grounding in relationships. Creating an appropriate environment for learning begins with establishing ground rules that include many of the aspects of quality teaching, such as respect, responsibility, honesty, civility, and tolerance. Only after these values are established with students in the classroom can real learning be based on the two essential, the other two essential R's, rigor and relevance. Relationships do not become a new standard or replace rigor and relevance. They're a way to improve learning. The recent work of the International Center has examined some of the most successful high schools in the country, schools that have challenges of poverty, mobility, and diversity, but still have high rates of student success. In these schools, relationships among students and staff are deliberately nurtured and a key reason for and are a key reason for student success. Students believe that the staff genuinely cares about them and encourages them to achieve at high levels. If there is not a high level of positive relationship, students will not respond to higher expectations. In business magazines published lists of best companies to work for, the recognized businesses usually offer something beyond financial stability to employees. A pleasing and compelling environment and a supportive atmosphere is usually also offered. Employees are generally 
encouraged to be innovative and feel connected to the goals, missions, and values of the organization. These are important factors to consider when, as we work to close the academic achievement gap. Many school improvement agendas focus on a new instructional strategy or curriculum, but the work to bring all students to high achievement levels is more complex than that. It involves establishing the right culture to grow the minds of students and to enrich the involvement and innovation of school leaders and staff. Reaching out to one student at a time is an underlying principle at the Metropolitan Regional Career and Technical Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Every student's individual learning plan is a personal and academic summary of interests, strengths, and needs. This personalized curriculum, along with a strong teaching model, provides the impetus for high engagement and achievement. There are no teachers at the Met, only advisors who meet with students and follow their assigned cohort for over four years of high school. The advisor redefines the role of the teacher into something much closer, such as a personal trainer or mentor. A personal learning plan for each student is developed by learning by a learning team, which consists of a student advisor, parent or guardian, and internship mentor. When students work Students work in this form of individual projects, which grow out of personal interests and the needs of mentors and internship sites done by MET students result in real products or consequences that matter to a larger audience in the Providence community. We must not underestimate the sheer power of relationships in making our schools more effective. Do students consider school to be a good place to be? Do they have a sense of belonging? Do they feel at least a few adults are interested in their success and well-being? Do they feel safe? And do they feel recognized as individuals? Additionally, it's important to note um, the participation gap. The participation participation gap is defined as the difference between students who are meaningfully connected to their learning and those who are not. And must be eliminated for, and this gap must be eliminated for the achievement to rise. It is not enough to strengthen curriculum offerings and test preparation strategies. If students are to enjoy greater academic success, they must believe in themselves, be excited about their learning, and see the link between what they learn today and who they want to become tomorrow. Based on the My Voice survey. Results, Quagulea Institute determined that increasing student participation depends on three components of students' experience, self-worth, active engagement, and purpose. Help students develop a sense of self-worth. For students to increase their participation in the learning process, they must have a sense of self-worth. They are going. They are then going to be more likely to persevere through difficult tasks and take the steps needed to reach their goals. Students must have a sense of belonging. They must feel that they are a part of the school community while being appreciated for their uniqueness as individuals. They must have a hero, someone that they can look up to, respect, and learn from. Students also must experience a sense of accomplishment. They must be recognized for effort, perseverance, and citizenship, as well as for high grades and good test scores. Foster students' active engagement in learning. The participation gap will also begin to close when students are actively engaged in relevant learning. In this way, learning becomes important in and of itself. When they're actively engaged, students become so involved in their learning that they lose track of time and space. At the end of the the lesson, they should wonder, where did that time go? Encouraging a sense of purpose. Sense of purpose involves being responsible and accountable for a sense of, sorry, (laughs) One second about that. Just had my 
roommate come in. Um, she didn't realize I was on the phone, so excuse me for that. We were on encourage a sense of purpose. A sense of purpose involves with being responsible and accountable for choices, behaviors, and actions. To develop these traits, students must have leadership roles and schools that provide a real sense of responsibility. Schools must challenge students to think about who they want to become as well as who they want to be, when, as well as what they want to be. When students have all three components, they're likely to show marked improvements in its academic achievement, social awareness, and positive contributions to their school community. Only when all students are deeply connected to their learning will the larger goal of narrowing the achievement gap be met. Learning criteria. In 2005, the International Center of the Council of Chief State School Officers embarked on a five-year initiative to identify and analyze the nation's most successful high school practices and policies. During this ongoing research funded by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the International Center has examined some of the best schools in the country that have challenges of poverty, mobility, and diversity, but still have high rates of student success. The International Center developed its learning criteria to support rigor, relevance, and relationships to assist this examination. Arranged in four data categories, the set of criteria helps education leaders determine the success of their schools in preparing students for current assessments and for future roles and responsibilities. Regardless of focus, the school should have data indicators in four categories. Core academic learning, achievement in English, language arts, math, science, and others identified by the school. Stretch learning, demonstration of rigorous and relevant learning beyond minimum requirements, such as participation in higher level courses. Student engagement, the extent to which students are motivated and committed to learning. Have a sense of belonging and accomplishment and have relationships with adults, peers, and parents who want to support learning. And personal skill development, which is measures of personal, social, service, and leadership skills and demonstrations of positive behaviors and attitudes. The destination for education has to be rigor, relevance, and relationships if we want to prepare students for college, work, and life in the 21st century. Getting to that destination requires school staff to work collaboratively towards common goals through analyzing data, adopting best practices, and taking risks and embracing change. So that article was like a, was, um, a little bit like in um, the language, but basically to sum up what they did was study to what makes a school a great school and how they're making um how their students not only do unsanitized tests but what their students go on to do after the fact and so this correlates with the achievement gap issue because what the study is trying to do is move away from the norm of just looking at, okay, these are schools with great test scores, but who are these people that are graduating? Who are these students? What are they going on to do? They may have good test scores but not be able to compete in the real world. And so that's basically the point um, that I wanted to bring up in this radio show through these two two articles, uh, especially for homeschool students, I think a lot of the times you get to avoid this, which is very, very good and uh, beneficial. But for those who are in high school or in charter school and private school and those teachers who teach in these these institutions, I think it's important to just recognize this issue. And I think a lot of people have recognized this issue. Um, and, and typically, I, I know a lot of teachers who are 
very annoyed by the standardized testing, but unfortunately it seems sometimes that their hands are tied uh, with teaching towards the test because it's what they're forced to do by the school district, and, and it just creates a lot of stress, and, and it's unfortunately very not beneficial to the students and how they're going to be able to engage with the world um, upon graduation or in college upon graduation of high school. So it's definitely important to note that this is an issue, uh, why American students are, are not able to compete a lot of the times with with students from other countries. And also to note the different things that teachers and homeschoolers um, homeschool teachers could do to try to ensure that at least their students are able to get the best education that they can. And this is definitely um, by uh, encouraging creativity, um, innovation, and, and um, you know, real-world applications of the things that are being taught in class. And I think that there's a lot of movement toward this in some recent some new schools, I know definitely in my high school there was a lot of focus on critical thinking skills and real-world applications. So there is a lot of schools that are stepping in the right direction, but I think for a lot of public high schools, um, this still may be an issue, the conflict of teaching towards standardized tests. But again, my job is just to bring up something to think about, and I think this is definitely a great thing to think about and contemplate what parents can do, teachers can do to help eliminate this achievement gap and prepare their students for the 21st century um, and being in the work world when they graduate from college or whenever or graduate school. And so I just want to say thank you to the audience for today. And again, anytime that you want to call in, our guest call in is 347-633-9225. And we'll see you next week. And our topic will be, <coughs> excuse me, announced tomorrow um, as this Saturday. I may have to switch the time of the show. But again, that will be updated soon. And thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.